What up fam, I'm Elena, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of What the Funk, where we tackle health, hormones, and healing without losing your damn mind. Now today's episode is going to be just a little bit controversial because there people are either on one side of this camp or another, right? We're either pro-low carb or we're anti-low carb. And there doesn't seem to be middle ground, but the reality is, is the answer is not nearly as simple as one is more correct over the other because the reality is that it completely depends on you as an individual, whether or not high carb versus low carb or even somewhere in the middle is right for you. And I'm going to share my thoughts and opinions on this as well as some just things that I know to be true from my coaching experience and from my studies. Um, and so, so here we go. So it, people come from usually that work with me uh, being afraid of carbohydrates. They either are like, I, I eat too many carbs and that's why I'm struggling with my energy, with my weight, X, Y, or X, Y, Z. Or they're like, I, I don't know how to eat more carbs, but I really want to be able to eat more carbs and I need to find where that happy medium is for me. And um, the reality is, is that if you don't consistently eat carbohydrates or enough food to begin with, um, i.e. you are maybe a chronic dieter, um, you go in a calorie deficit several times a year for whatever reason, um, or, or your calorie intake just varies widely throughout the week, every single week, you kind of start your, essentially your metabolism is at a lower point than it should be. Meaning if you consume or overconsume carbohydrates for what your body can burn, carbs might become something that you struggle with because you notice that, oh, I start to gain weight after I eat them. Now, there's a few things, that, a few reasons why this happens. One, if you eat more calories over a course of period of time, uh, over a period of time, you're, you're going to probably gain some weight whether you want to or not. Um, that's just kind of how it works, especially if your metabolism has been suppressed due to this sort of High, high calorie intake to low calorie intake, or just it's very inconsistent, your metabolism is going to be on the lower side. That is just the nuts and bolts of it. Um, and, and you might have to, at the start of your journey, take a more low-ish or moderate carbohydrate approach than what you're maybe used to doing. And the reality is, is that that freedom that you have granted yourself with certain foods is going to have to be sort of moderated, reined in just a little bit. And we're not talking about food relationships here right now. We're talking about the actual facts of how this stuff impacts your body. Um, it, we'll talk about the food relationship impact in just a little bit, but that's, that's the reality of it. If your metabolism is not running at a high enough rate to manage those calories, you're going to potentially have some, what you might consider adverse effects in weight gain. We're going to talk, you know, water weight, the more carbohydrates, you're going to store a little bit more fluids, a little bit more water. Um, and you might have some digestive issues because of it as well. Your digestion might slow down um, just a little bit when you all of a sudden eat a ton of food or it takes a little while for your body to clear out that food waste, it, you know, 36 hours for something to truly get out of our body. Um, but that's what happens. It, it, so it's not just about whether you should eat low carb or high carb, 
it, it's you need to learn how to balance carbohydrates as well as proteins and fats, but carbohydrates are usually the ones that people struggle the most with within your meals as a skill, right? It's a skill that education of what are these nutrients and how they impact my body and how do they, how do I pair them together in a way that makes sense for me? And that also matches up with where your metabolism is running. And again, if you've been sort of on this roller coaster of high calorie intake to low calorie intake, your metabolism is not running efficiently enough to keep up with a suddenly high carb intake um, on a consistent basis. So um, how do we sort of navigate this? Um, well, first things first is one of the best options is tracking your food. And depending on your past relationship with food, this may or may not be the best place to start, but it's just one strategy, right? I sometimes have clients that start off with tracking their food in like an app and we're looking at the calories and nutrient intake specifically on a day-to-day -day basis. And I have other clients where we just do like a photo food log because I'm looking more for quality of food and pairings of food. It just is dependent on the individual. Um, and so again, and you're like going, okay, I don't want to track my food. Cool. If you don't want to track your food, then you're going to have to be okay with this process taking a little bit longer or not maybe seeing the results that you want to see. I like to think of it as when we start tracking food, we start tracking information about our bodies that helps us make more informed decisions. But again, that might not be a strategy for every single person, especially if you have um, a disordered relationship or a history of a disordered relationship with food or disordered eating patterns, or you do have an eating disorder or a past eating disorder, this might not be the best avenue for you. Okay, cool. You either don't wanna track your food or you shouldn't track your food. How do I start to figure out sort of where my threshold is for how many carbohydrates is too many carbohydrates? Okay, well, Pay attention to what types of carbs leave you energized and which ones make you feel sluggish, okay? And this is as simple as keeping a notebook or a note in your phone. Um, and we typically talk about like the carb coma, right? Like you eat a ton of carbs and then you feel really sleepy and sluggish afterwards. This used to happen to me like in the middle of the day if I had a really big lunch, um, I would start to feel really kind of tired and sluggish. And the reason is because if you eat a big meal with lots of carbs, that will drive your insulin up, which will subsequently lower your blood sugar, which will give you lower energy levels. This is assuming that your body is responding appropriately to insulin and you are not experiencing insulin resistance. So like if you are somebody who is experiencing insulin resistance, and that's a whole nother conversation, um, then this might not be the effect that you have. You just might be, there's a whole other, we'll, we'll get into that on another day. But if your body's supposedly working the right way when it comes to managing insulin and blood sugar, um, you haven't had issues with this in the past. If you eat a lot of carbs or just a lot of food in general, but mostly carbs, if it's a really carb heavy meal, um, it'll spike your blood, it'll spike your insulin, lower your blood sugar, and then subsequently your energy levels might tank just a little bit, okay? So keeping a food log and monitoring energy daily for a few weeks. Now, again, this can be as simple as keeping a note in your phone or keeping like a little pocket notebook with you as you know the day goes on, especially kind of through the week and through the weekend. So you just sort of write down what you eat your first meal of the day. What are your snacks? If you start to notice, oh, my energy is lagging, make a note of that. Hmm, feeling a little bit lower energy this afternoon. After a few weeks, you can kind of look back on this log, and I do this with my clients too. You can kind of look back on this log and see where are my energy dips happening throughout the day? Oh, am I eating anything consistently during certain parts of the day? It could be contributing to this sort of energy lag. Um, when I was going through my like thyroid just journey myself, um, especially if you are an individual who's potentially going on a, an elimination diet journey, um, I noticed that I would get extremely tired after eating rice. Do not ask me why, but rice used to absolutely tank my energy. And it was really frustrating because I love rice. 
now I can eat it now because I've increased my metabolism, that my overall hormone pat uh, pathways are much better and functioning at a much healthier le level than they were like five, six, seven years ago. But at the time, that's what I was experiencing. So I was having eating, eating like rice at a lot of my midday meals or even in the evening, and I would just immediately be sleepy afterwards. It was really, really crazy. But I didn't notice that until I started keeping a log and monitoring my energy, okay? Um, now, if you're like, but that seems like a lot of work, cool, then stop your bitching. Like literally, <laughs> like I know that seems harsh, but if you're complaining about something that's bothering you and you're not willing to take a look and see what those patterns are within your life, then stop whining about it. Do something or shut up about it. It's as simple as that. Because people won't do this because it's easier to just cut carbs too than admit that that you, with your unwillingness to take the time to learn about your body, are, are maybe the problem, that your behaviors are perpetuating this problem that you're having, and low-carb is best is a much more comfortable narrative to follow. Oh, if I eat low-carb, I'm going to lose the weight and have more energy. In the short term, yes, that might happen, but what happens over time is, again, going back to the conversation about metabolism, if you're constantly pulling carbs, usually the reason that people lose weight when they pull carbs is that by default of pulling the majority of an entire food group out of your diet, you are sort of putting yourself in a calorie deficit without realizing you're putting yourself in a calorie deficit. So then you tend to lose weight. I didn't say lose body fat. You're probably losing muscle as well as fat in this situation. Okay, unless you're doing some very specific things with your macros and your macro tracker, and you could maybe mitigate some of this, but the majority of you, again, are, are like that are listening to this are likely not in that camp right now. Um, and if you are, then that's another conversation, right? Tracking macros for body fat loss is a totally different conversation. Um, but the low carb is best narrative is comfortable and it's accepted, right? It's accepted. People are going to look at you way less weird if you're going, oh, I'm not eating carbs right now versus I'm tracking my carbohydrate intake and matching it with my energy levels to see if I notice any trends. People will be like, huh? They'll like, you know, like when a dog is like, what's going on? If they're going to like kind of tilt your head at you and go, that's not normal. Well, why can't it be? Why is it abnormal to put a focus on our health and try to figure out what's actually going on with our bodies? What's not normal to me is ignoring what's going on with your body for the sake of matching the, the, the accepted narrative. Like that, that's not good enough for me. Like we need to do better. Who wants to be normal anyway, right? Let's be weird. It's fine. Okay. And then, um, what you can do is pay attention also to different parts of your day. When is your energy the highest? When is your energy the lowest pro tip? If you get really wired in the evening and you really struggle with energy first part of the day, there's likely something also going on with your stress management, sleep quality, i.e. your circadian rhythm, your wake sleep cycles that is coming into play as well, that's potentially being affected by your nutrition. Um, especially for individuals, um, another, con sorry, not especially for, but in consideration also of individuals who have a regular menstrual cycle, meaning you are not on hormonal birth control, paying attention to your late luteal and menstrual phase, i.e. that like week before your period and during your period to see what are your cravings. Um, my recommendation, get some more higher fat foods and higher fiber carb sources um, to help with hunger, cravings, and overall energy and see if that starts to make a difference. So different parts of your cycle will also impact how your body is utilizing nutrients as well. If you have a regular cycle, you are not on hormonal birth control. Um, and so I want you also to, to um, if in this scenario, if you want to eat a little less carbs, 
because you're not as hungry for those carbs, that's okay. And this can kind of be like a macro tracking oopsie, like, oh, you're supposed to eat the same amount of food every single day, regardless of your hunger levels. And it's like, no, not always. Um, in some scenarios, it's appropriate. For the majority of individuals, it's not appropriate. I'm not saying start skipping meals, because when people start skipping meals and start skewing their hunger patterns, that, again, that's a whole nother rabbit hole that I could get into. I, I get a lot of individuals who are really struggling with energy cravings, especially later in the day. And one very common theme I see is they're not eating a well-balanced breakfast, meaning they're not eating something that has protein and fat and carbohydrates in it within their first meal of the day or their second meal of the day. And then at the end of the day, they end up hangry and hungry. Well, that's usually a dysregulation of your blood sugar management because you're ignoring that what your body needs in the first part of the day. Well, I'm not hungry at the beginning of the day. Newsflash, just because you're not hungry doesn't mean your body doesn't need the food. And if you're not hungry when you wake up, that's usually, not always, it's usually a sign of like hunger signal dysregulation. And that's something that you can only really correct by eating. <laughs> as, 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 as shitty as that sounds, well, I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat. Yeah. But just because you're not hungry doesn't mean that you don't need to eat. And especially if you're dealing with like chronic fatigue or any kind of autoimmune or any inflammation, um, supporting your blood sugar levels through food is going to be a key factor in getting yourself feeling better in the long term. Okay. So what, what am I trying, what point am I trying to make here? Okay. If you're worried solely about carbs or typically have worried about them in the past and you're wanting a way out of that, it's time to learn how to incorporate them. And the only way to do that is to turn a focus to what you are eating on a daily basis, okay? Now, when is a lower carb sort of period, time period, beneficial? Okay, you're just starting your journey and you're trying to identify what your threshold is. So like if you've been on low carb and keto for a long time, you're likely not going to be able to eat a ton of carbs right away. Or if we do increase carbs and you do gain weight, that weight probably needs to be gained. And again, sometimes in finding this balance with food and food freedom and your relationship with food, a little bit of weight gain might happen. Um, and if it happens, then it probably needed to happen. Sometimes people have to gain 10, 12, 15 pounds in order to then subsequently turn around and lose 20, 30, or 40 once their body has found that balance within its systems again, right? And, and maybe they decide they never want to lose the weight because they're like, man, I'm really happy right now. Why, why am I going to fuck this up? Fair point. Fair point, right? You are allowed to want to heal your food relationship without pursuing weight loss. I just want to make that very clear. Um, and also if there's somebody who's doing like a keto diet, which sometimes is appropriate, like if you listen to my, I changed my mind about keto podcast, there are scenarios in which keto is an appropriate strategy, but it's also a temporary strategy. And that also has to be very clear. Keto is not meant to be a long-term living my life this way. It's meant to be a short-term scenario. And if you are trying to repair insulin resistance or trying to reduce inflammation or trying to manage autoimmune disease, um, doing a keto diet can be a part of the conversation, but it's a temporary part of the conversation. It's not where you want to live because of how our body processes carbohydrates for fuel for our muscles, fuel for your brain, right? We do need carbohydrates in the mix. Um, so in these scenarios, the quality and choice of carbohydrate will also play a huge role. It's not just the amount. So sometimes what I do with clients is we don't always turn a focus to how many carbs that they're eating. We're turning a focus to what types of carbs they're eating. How many fibrous carbs are we getting? Do we need to look at maybe like a, like a higher mix of low glycemic index carbohydrates if blood sugar especially is coming into play, right? How do we pair these things? Are we 
looking at more anti-inflammatory things um, to bring into the diet because of X, Y, Z that's going on in the background with somebody's body. Those types of things, the quality and choice will also play a big role. It's not just the amount of carbohydrates. Now, here's the reality. You are likely not the exception to the rule when it comes to being able to eat 300, 400 grams of carbs a day, okay? Let's just put it out there. We see on Instagram, if you're on Fitstagram in any way, shape, or form, and you see these beautiful athletes, they're strong, and they're fast, and they're, they've got these great bodies, and they're just muscular, and they're like, yeah, I'm eating like 400 grams of carbs a day. They're the exception to the rule, and there's likely some genetics also at play. Let's not, let's not pretend like genetics don't play some role in the game. They're just learning how to maximize everything to their ability, and good on them for doing that and, and sort of cracking the code for their body. But you are not them, and you are likely not the exception to the rule. I find the majority of individuals sit at sort of like a moderate carb intake is really what's going to be maintainable, sustainable, and realistic for most individuals. So like you're likely not going to be able to have like croissants for breakfast and like a burger for lunch and then like pizza for dinner on a daily basis and maintain your health and or physique. Like it's just not going to happen for most individuals. And what happens is we have to look at low carb as a strategy, right? I tell my clients too, especially if I've got a client who's transitioning into tracking food and they're like, oh, I just feel like I'm, I'm eating so much food and it's like these calories. I'm like, cool, well, let's look at your food for the day. You had a really carb heavy, like you tend to have more carbs in the afternoon and the evening. Um, and your breakfast also has more carbs. So can you pick where in the day you want to focus those? Can you do maybe like a lower carb or more moderate carb breakfast and lunch to leave room for dinner with your family, especially if something is unplanned, right? That's what we call the balance. It's looking at your food and going, hmm, I would like to be able to do this in this part of the day. So I'm going to do this in this part of the day so that everything kind of evens out at the end of the day. And that's what we're talking about. It's not about hoarding one nutrient for a certain thing. It's about how am I mindfully making decisions about my food choice to support my goals? Am I eating for my health? Am I eating for my body? Am I eating for my energy? Right. And how does that look? Now, if you're going, okay, you just told me a lot of great things and I have no idea how the hell to put it all together. Well, that's what coaching is for, right? So that's when hiring a coach comes into play because every single person that comes across me as a client and we look at their look at their life and we look at their goals and we look at what they've been doing, there is like always some kind of common denominator. I'm finding one of three things is happening. One, we're either not eating, you know, protein within the first meal of the day. Um, two, they're not planning ahead. They're not thinking ahead for what is coming up on my day, right? You, you will plan your calendar. You'll put meetings on your calendar, but you won't take the time to turn a focus to what is my schedule mean for taking care of my body. That's, that's another common denominator. And the third common denominator is most people aren't eating enough fiber. And by default of increasing the quality of your carbohydrate choice, you usually increase your fiber intake as a default. And with that also, you need to make sure that your water and sodium intake is adequate as well. And you're going, well, how does this all fit together? And it depends again on the person. I could give you probably a few different examples. And actually I'm going to be having one of my, I'm going to be having some clients on the podcast. I've got one scheduled. We're going to have a talk um, next week. I'm so excited to bring her on, Ashley. She's been with me for almost a year now. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about her journey and her experience. But you guys are going to start to see what, what does this 
journey look like? What do these steps look like? What, is this, what do these options look like when it comes to what makes sense for my body? Because every single person is different. Now, if you were like, okay, Elena, I just need to figure this out and I'm tired of trying it on my own. Because here's the thing, is you're going to try a million different things and you're going to try to throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and you're going to see what sticks, right? Your body is not spaghetti. <laughs> if you need to talk, I want you guys to click the link in the show notes and you're going to book a call with me. And guess what? Talking to me is free. You don't have to pay just to get on a call with me and talk about what's going on with you and what could we potentially change moving forward that makes sense for you. But the bottom line is, is that low carb is not bad. High carb is not bad. It's all dependent on you as a person, your lifestyle, your body's needs, but staying in low carb as a lifestyle could spell disaster for your metabolism and your hormones in the long term. And constantly eating inconsistent amounts of food or going on diets and then eating a ton of food and then going on diets and then eating a ton of food, um, diets in this perspective being a calorie deficit with the intention to lose body weight or body mass, right? That's also going to spell disaster for your hormones and your metabolism. And then eventually you stop losing the weight, you start gaining weight, right? And you're like, where is this coming from? Well, it's because your metabolism is just pissed as fuck at you. And it's like, screw you. We're not doing this anymore. And you want to try to starve us? Ha! we're not going to have it, which is honestly, it's kind of cool that our bodies have this built-in defense mechanism. Um, if you listen to the last podcast where Stan sex on, she goes, it's wild. She goes, I could try to starve myself and my body won't let me die. And it's like kind of, yeah, that's our body's built-in response to consistently being put on low calories. It's, um, sorry, we're no longer burning calories because you keep restricting and we need to make sure that we're running at, at, at as little as possible. So that way we don't die and we're saving and hoarding that energy. <laughs> so that way, when you decide to do this again, um, we, we, we have energy stores to keep your organs running. And on that note, what, what is it that carbs do anyway in the big picture, right? There's a few things. Okay. First things is, and is your carbohydrates are literally brain food. Um, so your brain is using glucose as essentially energy stores. So that way you have energy to like think, make decisions. Um, you need glucose, okay? Because carbs get digested and stored as glucose. You need glucose for workouts. Um, and that's, again, that's what fuels your brain. Um, adequate carbohydrate intake will help balance and manage cortisol levels within the body. And cortisol is that stress hormone. Um, and then also like carbohydrates from things like vegetables help balance estrogen levels, help your body um, move excess hormones and excess toxins with out of your body. Um, and so that's also important. And then on top of that, if we want to get really technical, carbs, obviously, they spur insulin production, which aids in the metabolization of thyroid hormones, making those active those active and necessary part of your thyroid hormone available to your body. So it plays a bigger role than just weight loss, right? So again, this is why learning how to balance carbs within your meals is a skill, but also it's working with your metabolism and where it's running. So again, low carb, is not bad in and of itself. It's not ideal as a lifestyle, however, and there is a time and place for it. And I just hit the microphone if you guys heard that. <laughs> but it, there is also a way to find yourself in a better balance with carbohydrates, with that relationship with food, and there's multiple pathways to get there. So if you guys have questions on this podcast, if something sparked your curiosity and you're like, I need to follow up on this, hit up my DMs. I would love to chat with you. Um, and until the next time, you guys, 
I'll talk with you later. Thanks so much for being here. Screenshot, tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time.
Thank you so much for tuning into the What the Funk podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and a review and don't forget to take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram. My handle is at elena.m.fit. I would love to hear what you want to hear on the podcast. I do respond to DMs. I would love to talk with all of you. I'm so excited for you being here today. Thank you so much for the support and I will see you next time. Thank you.